Hi, I'm Barry Winslow of, of the Royal Guardsmen, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome back to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 467 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remake, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. And this week, we got a good one coming your way. Barry Winslow is going to be joining us. He was the lead singer of the Royal Guardsmen, who gave us Snoopy versus the Red Baron and Snoopy's Christmas that we hear every single year. Ever since then, it just seems to keep going and going and uh, brings a lot of joy to everybody. Barry's going to be joining us, and he's going to talk about those songs and the the career of the Royal Guardsmen, what they're up to now, what he's up to now, and a whole lot of other stuff. That's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. Plus, it is time to look at what's coming your way in September as far as releases in theaters and on Blu-ray and DVD. So we get a full house coming your way. Also, I got a lot of things as far as uh, the all this week, rather. I got some... Um, uh, preview DVDs, and some of them are out and available now, but since our last talk, uh, I haven't told you about these. And let's see, uh, available right now, Elementary, the fifth season is out, so be sure to check that out. Also, NCIS, the 14th season. Boy, that thing has been going on forever, and that is already out, so you can check that one. And Criminal Minds, season 12, comes out on September 12th, so be sure to check that one out. And let's see, Hawaii 5.0, and that's coming out on September 5th also. And a lot of good shows right there. And also on September 12th, you can catch Scorpion Season 3. So uh, I'm going to be doing and have been doing a lot of binge watching, so I hope you'll check those out when they come out. And uh, we'll get into what's coming your way as far as remakes in theaters in September right here on On Screen and Beyond. Coming our way in theaters in September, let's see, September 8th, prepare to get the crap scared out of you as the uh, the big screen remake of Stephen King's It arrives. And now, I've heard a lot of reviews about this one, and they say it is really scary. So get ready for that, uh, especially if you're clowns. Clowns are now mad at Stephen King and all this stuff, so... <laughs> But And uh, the remake of Flatlanders from uh, the 80s, remember that one? It arrives in theaters once again in a new remake on September 29th. That's it for Remake Madness coming your way in theaters in September. And upcoming movies next in theaters on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies coming your way in theaters in September. Well, let's see. Unlocked, and that's going to be with Orlando Bloom and uh, Nomi Rapace and Tony Collette and Michael Douglas. It's a thriller. It's coming out on September 1st. And Reese Witherspoon stars in Home Again. It's a romantic comedy. Comes your way on September 8th. Also on September 8th, Charlie Sheen is back. He's got Whoopi Goldberg and Louis Guzman and Jacqueline Bissett and Bruce Davidson. And uh, that's uh, 
going to be about 9-11 and about five people trapped in the World Trade Center's North Tower as they work together to try to escape. Sounds a little different for Charlie Sheen, but we'll see how he does in that. And Mother, with an exclamation point, arrives on September 15th, and it stars Jennifer Lawrence. And Michael Keaton is back on September 15th in American Assassin. And Emma Stone and Steve Carell will be starring as Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs on September 22nd in The Battle of the Sexes. And September 29th, Tom Cruise stars in American Made as a hustler who is recruited by the CIA. And that's it for upcoming new movies coming your way in theaters in September. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's head down to Sequel City and find out what's coming your way as far as sequels coming our way in September. Not a whole lot, but it's next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sequel City coming your way in September. Kingsman. The Golden Circle returns for more action on September 22nd. And that's it. There's not too many sequels in September. And uh, that's it for Sequel City coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. What's coming your way as far as TV on DVD in September? TV on DVD coming your way in September 1st. It's uh, Angie, the complete collection. September 5th, as I said, uh, Criminal Minds, season 12. Also, The Flash, season 3. Hawaii Five-0, as I said, season 7. And Kevin Can Wait, season 1. And Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, season 1. And South Park, season 20. And Supernatural, season 12. Wow. Time has gone by. September 6th, looks for Homeland, Season 6. September 12th, it's the Astronauts Wives Club, complete series. Big Bang Theory, Season 10, will be coming your way, along with Coach, the complete series. Empire, Season 3. Goldberg, Season 3. And Night Gallery, the complete series. People of Earth, Season 1. We just had uh, Jeff Hall on here, and uh, of course he was from that show. Also, as I said, Scorpion, Season 3. And This Is Us Season 1 and Veep Season 6, September 18th. It looks like, uh, let's see, Arrow Season 5, Bates Motel, the complete series, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the complete series 20th anniversary edition, Lethal Weapon Season 1, and we also have Madam Secretary Season 3, along with Modern Family Season 8 and Timeless Season 1. September 26th, Longmire's is going to be having Season 5 come our way. And The Paper Chase, Season 3. Shameless, Season 7. And Sleepy Hollow, Season 4, along with Taken, Season 1. That is it for TV on DVD coming our way in September. Next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a look at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD and Blu-ray. Movies coming your way on Blu-ray and DVD in September. September 5th, All Eyes on Me will be coming our way, along with Megan Levy. And that's with Kate Mara. 
Also, Paris Can Wait with Diane Ladd. And let's see, Rough Night with Scarlett Johansson will be coming your way on September 5th. And on September 12th, Captain Underpants with Ed Helms, the voice of him anyways. And it comes at night with Joel Edgerton. And The Mummy with Tom Cruise. September 19th, The Big Sick with Zoe Kazan. And The Hero with Sam Elliott. Wonder Woman, that's a big one. That's coming your way also on September 19th. September 26th, 47 Meters Down with Mandy Moore. And Transformers, The Last Night. And that's it for Movies on DVD coming our way in September. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. Well, Terry O'Quinn, remember him from Lost? He uh, was on that. And he's reteaming with J.J. Abrams in the Stephen King series Castle Rock on Hulu. So that sounds like it's going to be a good one. It's an anthology series. That's going to be fun. September 4th, uh, Gotham will give us our first look at Bruce Wayne's early Batman costume as he becomes the Cape Crusader, at least in the early years. And Starsky and Hutch may be getting a reboot and uh, we'll have to keep our eyes open for that one, and we'll let you know what happens with that. That's in the very early stages right now. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. And coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get a tummy ache, and you moan and groan and woe, don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Celebrity birthdays, well, let's see here. On September 1st, Dr. Phil turns 67. And Lily Tomlin is making us laugh all this time. She's 78. September 2nd, Mark Harmon turns 66. And Selma Hayek turns 51. On September 3rd, Charlie Sheen turns 52. September 4th, Beyonce turns 36. And on September 5th, Michael Keaton turns 66. And Bob Newhart turns 88. And let's see, on September 6th, Jeff Foxworthy turns 59. And on, let's see here, September 7th, it's Gloria Gaynor, I Will Survive, turns 68. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, on September 3rd, Ted R. of Anaheim, California, turns 43. September 5th, it looks like Linda S. of Scranton, Pennsylvania, turns 55. And that's it for listener birthdays. And if you, a friend or a relative, are going to be having a birthday, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And all of us listening to On Screen and Beyond all over the world are going to wish you a very happy birthday. So happy birthday to all those celebrities and listeners uh, that we just told you about. And uh, have a great day. And uh, that's it. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. Boy, I'll tell you this. Uh, you'll hear it in the, in the interview. I'll talk about it with Barry. But Barry Winslow is going to be joining us. He's the lead singer of the Royal Guardsman. He gave us uh, Snoopy versus the Red Baron. And every year we hear Snoopy's Christmas. We're going to talk about that and so much more. Barry Winslow is next right here on On Screen and Beyond.
Today on On Screen and Beyond, we have as our guest a singer who has had several hits in the 60s with his band and one song which we still hear every year since then at Christmas time. He was a member of the 60s band The Royal Guardsmen. It's Barry Winslow. Barry, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Oh, thank you, Brian. Man, it's great, great to be talking with you, brother. Now, Barry, I have to tell you, before we even get into anything, i got to tell you, you are part of a family tradition for my family. And I, and oh, awesome, man. <laughs> and I'm going, to tell you, I'm going to tell you why. Because since my girls were young, Christmas morning, before they would get up, and, and I had to get up early because the kids would get up early. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. They, they want to get in the tree, man. <laughs> right. But I would get up early, and I would play the song, Snoopy's Christmas, and oh, awesome. it would. I would just blast it, and the girls would wake up, and they'd run out and see it. And it was, it was just one of those songs that, to me, even though you know it was a novelty song and everything, but it was so much fun. And and I'm looking at the deeper meaning in it, and and yes. it it just it was so nice. And and now, of course, here we are, you know, twenty five, thirty years later for my daughters, and you know now they're saying, Dad, why are you playing that? Wait till ten o'clock, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you exactly. <laughs> but you are a family tradition. <laughs> oh man, I am flattered. I am honored. Thank you, brother. That is awesome. Yeah, I love the. Out of all the Snoopy songs, that was my favorite. It really is. And it wasn't. Uh, and it, like I said, it, it, it's it's it just has a, a good meaning to it. I think. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, they meet and they toast and go on. You know, there's right a lot, a lot of peace right there. A lot of peace, like it should be. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Now, now that I've given my little story, I'm going to let you do all the talking. So, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> now, Barry, the Royal Guardsmen's. You guys started back in the early '60s, was it, or did you start before then? About mid '60s. Uh, we were basically, you know, still in high school. Um, 65 or so, and uh, we we kind of met, you know, through different little channels. Uh, we wanted to play, you know, play music, and uh, I think I was a whole whopping 17, I think, at the time, and uh, most all of us were, you know, 16, 17, that kind of thing, just mm-hmm. teenagers. We uh, we finally we put this little band together. Of course, I'm, I'm left-handed, uh, even though nobody told me I had to turn my strings around, so I learned kind of backwards and upside down. So you were like the Paul McCartney of the group. Yeah, <laughs> when I saw Paul, okay, left-handed is cool. It's okay to be left-handed. No, I tried to play right-handed. It just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't happen. But yeah, so we, you know, the Beatles were really, really big then. You know, that was a big thing, and the Stones and all the whole English, you know, British invasion thing. And we worked very, very hard on uh, trying to sound like the records. You know, we really, really pulled it off pretty well. And became, you know, fairly known for that. Then we got some some offers to open for bigger acts, you know, at different places. Kind of, you know, the dream, I guess you'd call it, started. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were only about three and a half, four months old. Um, you know, actual working months old before we got to play in uh, in Tampa in front of... Uh, Mon- you remember Monty Rock the Third? Monty Rock. That's sir. that's digging. Yeah, that's digging really deep, man. He was kind of an obscure artist back then, but I, still, I, I, I think so. I remember. <laughs> yeah, he he was like a regional. He was like a regional uh, mm-hmm. regional hit guy. And yeah, we opened for him in Tampa, Florida, at the Curtis Hicks and Hall, 
and uh, had a great time. I mean, we were, you know, we thought we were the big time, Jack. You know, it was a huge <laughs> auditorium, and it, it was great. We were living the dream, man. And anyhow, we did our thing, and then Monty came on. We got to talk with him a little bit before he went on. He's a pretty nice guy. Anyhow, we go back to our dressing rooms back there and try to get our street clothes back on, and uh, this guy wants to talk to us. It's Phil Bernhard, uh, who's, who was the producer at the time. And uh, so they, they gave us, you know, this, this piece of paper with the words to Snoopy, and he said, uh, you know, give me like a military feel, you know, the military cadence mm-hmm. and a couple of modulations, you know, and of course we're looking at each other like, what? You know, so <laughs> anyhow, we looked at the thing, we got his contact information. We went back to, we lived in Ocala at the time, about a hundred miles away. And a couple of days later, we kind of gathered together. We were a garage band. So we were used to huddling around in the garage to practice. And, uh, the lead player brought his little two track, uh, machine, his little two track recorder. Mm-hmm. And we kind of roughed the thing out, and we were hokey, and I mean, you know, like, 10, 20, 30, 40, you know, just did it just as hokey as we could, you know, <laughs> and got the thing done, and they loved it. <laughs> they, wow. they absolutely loved the thing. So we thought, oh, man, you know, we want to play rock and roll, dude. <laughs> you know, what is this, you know, this candy stuff? You know? <laughs> well, we, we we got down to Florida. They went down to Tampa, actually St. Pete's, where his office was. And we recorded this thing. Had a ball, you know, doing it. Had a lot of fun doing it, actually. Uh, Chris did that opening German thing that just blew me, blew mm-hmm. me away. <laughs> Whatever he's saying. Yeah. And uh, everybody, we just had a big a big fun time with this thing. And thought, okay, well, we've, we've done it, you know. And we, we, we at least got in the studio and got to do something. So we go trotting back merrily back to, you know, back to Ocala and, and I think it was about two weeks later, we just finished doing some more local little gigs and stuff. After midnight, WLS in Chicago was the most powerful station going on. You know, mm-hmm. you just you could hear it in Florida even after midnight. Yeah. And everybody else had to shut down, right. power down. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we start hearing this thing, <laughs> you know, on WLS, man. It's like, what? And the crazy thing was, you know, they were like a major market. So you had... The the way a record normally breaks, it goes like five or six minor markets around that major, mm-hmm. starts playing the record. If it gets into heavy rotation, it starts making noise, and it forces like the major to go on it. Right. So I learned, well, later uh, later I found out this thing started with WLS actually broke the record. Mm. And all the stations around them go, where did they get this stupid thing? You know, where, where did they get this record? So anyhow, they started playing it every hour, and then every hour... Every half hour, it would, when it would come into rotation, and then they started playing it every 15 minutes back to back. Wow! And this went on for a couple weeks, and we're freaking out. Well, Gernhardt's freaking out. The whole bunch is freaking out. The record company's going nuts. That was Laurie Records in New York, right. Bob and Gene Schwartz up there. And uh, next thing we know, we're we're traveling to New York to <laughs> to try to do an album hmm. to keep up with this thing. And they, that's when they started, you know, we didn't have time to write anything. We weren't, you know, really, we, well, we just didn't have time. You know, they just threw it on us. So we had to do all these other little, like, novelty songs, the like Alley Oop, right, and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff to do that first album. Anyhow, we uh, <laughs> we got the thing, you know, got it done, and we're sitting there. We're kind of spinning in a little bit of a daze, too. We don't really know, well, what, what are we supposed to do? You know, we, we go do a concert. 
since the record's broken, are we supposed to dress up like the Peanuts characters? Are we supposed to look like Snoopy, you know? <laughs> no, we're we're guys that just do the song. We dress like we want to, you know, our rock, our rock image. Yeah. Which was kind of a cool thing. It was kind of a shock. You know, we we go into a into a place, and right before they kill the lights, and you could see the first couple rows back, and you'd see uh, mothers and grandmothers bringing their children. Mm-hmm. Like they're looking to find Snoopy characters, you know, <laughs> dancing around live on stage. It was really the truth. And they see all these long-haired kids, you know, running around in <laughs> jeans and tie-dye shirts and stuff, you know, playing extremely loud or as loud as we could back then. Yeah. And it was it was an incredible shock, you know, that we actually could sing and we could play music. Mm-hmm. But then when we did Snoopy, everybody kind of, you know, they all they put two and two together and said, "Oh, those are the Snoopy guys," and that's kind of what they really called us, the Snoopy guys. <laughs> But it was a strange ride. That first, wow. that first uh, seven, six, seven months was really, really weird, Brian. It was wild. Huh. Now, the Royal Guardsmen. How did you come up with that name? Well, the, I had a. Everybody had to have Vox equipment. You know, we had we had to have the sound. Mm-hmm. So I had bought a Royal Guardsman amp. That was the name of the amplifier. Ah. And we were sitting there racking our brains trying to find some kind of an English type name, and I can't remember who said. Well, why don't we use that? I don't know whether it was Tommy or Chris or one of them. Why don't we just use that? And they looked back, and there was my amp. And uh, the Royal Guardsman amp said, okay, well, let's just use that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how we basically got the name. It's kind of a mouthful, but, you know, it worked, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, most groups at that time, you know, were four people, you, you know, like the Beatles. And, and, you know, most of the groups were four. But how did you guys come up with with six guys? Was it just the fact that you were all buddies and you just were playing together? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, kind, of, it kind of wound up doing that. We knew we wanted to be able to have, because we were going to basically be a cover band, we wanted to be able to have all the vocals we could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was actually all six guys could sing, and five of them were were literally lead lead quality. Wow! So, the, yeah, like the, you know, I was when, when I was asked in, you know, I kind of uh, applied for it, if you will. And uh, then I knew my buddy was Billy Taylor. You know, I, Billy and I were from Bellevue; they were all from Ocala, you know, twelve miles away. And uh, but we we were really close. Bill and I were tight. We lived right down the street from each other. And key, keyboard was his thing, and man, we needed a keyboard player bad. And uh, boy, I'm telling you, Billy, Billy to this day to me is still one of the most talented guys I've ever known. He just he taught himself uh, mandolin, you know, wow. and, and some guitar. Yeah, he's had his own bluegrass band for the last 20 years huh. down in Florida. Jeez. Uh, Backwater, they were really good. But yeah, um, Billy showed up. Then we went to you know several lead guitar players to get a lead guitar player. And I can't remember. I can't remember if it was John Burdett, the drummer, or or Tommy Richards, or uh, I mean, or um, Chris Dunley that that knew about Tommy. And then anyhow, the the chemistry kind of came together. You know, we all really got along. We had a good time. Uh, you know, we didn't have any any real problems, mm-hmm. uh, personality problems, kind of thing. So it was like I say, it was just a hobby band. You know, that's the way we started, and yeah. and then it got crazy as it went on. But uh, we never really had a uh, a problem, person personnel-wise, it, right. it was pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, I had read that um, originally you could not use Snoopy versus the Red Baron. You had to use a different name, or Canada wouldn't let you use that name. Is it, it, is yeah, it was Canada, uh, and it was it was strange because they were still in. I guess because the thing took off, Phil was supposed to uh, have given Schultz, you know. 
uh, here, what do you think about this record to get his blessings kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think he either forgot or it took off too fast. He got too busy. So anyhow, they see the thing making noise and they were going to, you know, do put a stop to it. But in order to carry it on, they came up with this name of just Squeaky in the Black Knight. And I, yeah, me too. But, uh, it was, uh, it was basically just a stall till they could get the paperwork together and then she'll, you know, agreed to whatever they agreed to. And so did you actually, went on with it. did you actually record a version called Squeaky in the Black Knight? Oh, yeah. Knight? Yeah. It was just called Squeaky in the Black Knight. It was strange. And it was released in Canada. Huh. Uh, I guess to keep the momentum going, it was strange. So, uh, it was, <laughs> but that I mean, that's going to be a rarity, I would think, wouldn't? Isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I uh, I've been trying to find a copy of the thing, and I think a friend of ours in Florida may have a copy of it. Uh, Ed Tucker, he's got quite a collection of a lot of records, but he's got a lot of Guardsman stuff. Yeah. And uh, I meant to ask him last time if, if he actually had it. So you never uh, had, you never kept yeah. one. Well, I had a bunch of stuff to get. I had a whole lot of stuff. I had the gold records and some other stuff, you know, in a storage area while I was moving, mm-hmm. and it got hit. Oh, geez. They they took, yeah, this was many, many years ago, but they took everything, uh, basically, that was pertaining to the music. They knew what they were going after, mm-hmm. uh, and they took it all, so I I lost a lot of stuff. I got a few things left that, thank God, my mom, <laughs> you know, bless her heart, <laughs> she held out to some stuff for me. Uh, you know, a few of the records I got thin on the wall up here, and, and uh, I did get a, another gold record bag, but uh, there was other was in, there was other ones in there too. There's platinum and something else that was gone. Wow! It was it was yeah, it was sad. And my 335 Gibson, which I lived dearly, loved that guitar, that was gone. Mm. And I had a, a little flying V, a Gibson flying V, which was yeah. a horrible guitar to play, but it looked cool. Look cool, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah, it looked great, but it was miserable to play. <laughs> it was a weird feeling. But yeah, it's it's yeah. I lost a lot of the stuff. Oh, uh, that's a shame. A lot of the singles they were in boxes and uh, they were gone. Everything was gone, man. Mm-hmm. But it's okay, you know. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. So when I enjoyed it, this one came <laughs> out and and you know it took off and everything. Now, you guys were still in high school at this time, right? Oh yeah, yes sir. Yeah, I think the oldest guy in the group was was Chris, and I think he was. Right at 19 or 20, I guess he was 20, and uh, he was already starting college, and the rest of us were still in high school. I mean, to do any contracts, our our parents had to sign contracts. We were all kids. We were all too young. Wow. So here and, you are uh, in the limelight. Yeah. I mean, that must have been a, like yeah, a shocker. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, one of the neatest stories, I guess, it always it always fascinated me when when we had to take off and go. To do gigs, I mean, I had to leave the high school. You know, I didn't quit school, but I had to leave it. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, you know, I wanted to go ahead and finish my, I had like, I don't know, four, four or five months total time, you know, to be done with it. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't let me go to school because my hair was too long. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got professors now here down at the right. street, you know, but, <laughs> but yeah, mine looked kind of like the pictures. It's just short, kind of a beetle cut, you know, right, yeah. really long and all. And so anyhow, I wound up going to a private school. It was right there in Ocala. It was Castro's uh, Golden Hills Academy. So it was kind of fun in a way. Uh, I got to meet some kids that were, you know, they were obviously very privileged, but a lot of them I felt so sorry for because they, they're just kind of thrown into that environment. You know, they live there. Their parents yeah. are too busy, you know, going to Europe or whatever they do. And 
but I made some friends with them, and it was kind of fun, you know, driving down the, the big long driveway in my sports car to, <laughs> to go to school, to finish high school. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was really strange. But yeah, we were all very very young and and just dumb as a box of rocks, and you know, <laughs> but having a great time, you know, just having having fun, man. Yeah. That's all it was to us was having fun. Wow. So then you had, uh, I'm sure the record companies at that time were then pushing you to, you know, okay, you guys wrote this one and you had a great big hit. We want more. We want more, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, 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 Dick Holler and and Phil wrote the very first one. And of course, they had people out trying to write more Snoopy stuff. We, we were, we did attempt, uh, we did attempt a, a couple of tries and it was just really bad. You know, we didn't know what to write about, you know, kind of thing. And we were trying to submit our own music, you know, to try to get a squeak a little something in there. So mm-hmm. we did. We got a few songs uh, that we had written in a big hurry. But they wanted that album now, and they wanted another record now, another single, which I think the Return of the Red Baron was the one that they did next, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of, you know, it kind of greased it through the summer with another album. And then, finally, we got Snoopy's Christmas, and that was the that was the one with legs. Uh, <clears throat> that song did really well, and Snoopy and his friends. I think the Real Guards one was the album that went with it, or Snoopy's Christmas album. I can't remember now which one it was, but that was the one that tagged along with it. Mm-hmm. And, and they did other things that were kind of different and creative for the time. We did one album that Dick Holler had had put a lot of effort into, uh, almost a, a, a kind of a revisit World War One. You know, mm-hmm. down behind the lines and. And it was narrated in between, you know, uh, like war scenes or, or bits and pieces of war news. And it was really a strange album, but but uh, we we got through it. Yeah. Now you <laughs> mentioned you mentioned Dick a couple of times, and yeah, he's uh, a super guy. Some people might not know exactly what he's done. He's, he he wrote this one, uh, the the Snoopy versus the Red Baron, but he also oh, yes. did Dion's song uh, Abraham Martin and John, correct? Oh, amen, and brother, did he do a good song, oh, yes, yeah. sir, for the time? Yes, he did. I loved it. Yeah, Dick's an awesome writer. He's an awesome player. His son, David, has just released some of his material now. They they live over in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, right after Daddy, I'm telling you. I, wow. I grew up with the boys, both of them. Yeah. He and Reno, they were... They were kids staying around there in the in the back room where he had that old upright piano beating on stuff. and But just a great writer. Yeah, he wrote Abraham, Martin, and John. I freaked. I said, well, what a great song. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that too. It's awesome. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So now, how is it for you? I mean, if you listen to the radio at all around, say, well, now it seems to keep getting earlier and earlier. <laughs> but you know, yeah, it used to be yeah. November, but now, you know, sometimes now in October they're starting to play Christmas music. But how is it for you to to, to turn on the radio and it's what fifty fifty years this year for Snoopy's Christmas, yeah. correct? Yeah. It's 50 years, my man, 50. <laughs> I can feel it old, man. Yeah, it's it's killer, man. Uh, I feel very blessed, first of all, 
to have that happen. And I don't remember a lot of it because, you know, I was so young and I didn't have that much hair and it was kind of, it's way back there, you know, mm-hmm. but it was fun. There's a lot of good memories do come from it. And we, uh, we, we looked around and said, you know, and in the world of music business, as you well know, you know, a lot of the stuff is cutthroat. Let me cover this. Let me cover that. You know, mm-hmm. it's never been covered. You know, nobody's ever done anything with any of this stuff. And we, we've been pretty much it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I feel very, very fortunate that uh, that we've made it, you know, that people have liked it and they've kept it alive this long. I mean, it, it's amazing. There's kids that, you know, I see uh, on the last time we worked together, which was... Uh, a few years back, we did a cruise ship, uh, you know, kind of reunion tour, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. And got all the guys back. And to see the people and, and, and the young, and the, and the youngins, you know, uh, get all excited when they hear the song, it just blows them away. And, oh, yeah. and, you know, they're like 12, 13 years old, maybe, maybe younger, 10 or 12. Yeah. And, and I'm saying, wow, there's a whole new set of ears that never heard it. It's new to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just perpetuates this whole thing. It's pretty amazing. It's yeah. really amazing to me. Now, when you when you did a reunion tour, uh, did you guys get out there with the 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 sixties gear, you know, costume type thing on, and, and get out there? Or? <laughs> no, well, we just wore a baggy old, you know, worn out old jeans, <laughs> yeah, and a shirt that semi covered us. That was pretty much it. Yeah, we we tried to look semi civil. <laughs> Yeah, we did that. We did Vegas, which I never thought we'd ever do. Wow. And uh, basically we did the same stuff, you know, the same garb. Yeah. Uh, I think they find it, too, because we were able to have a little fun at our expense because mm-hmm. of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people take that stuff way too serious. Uh, you know, we we don't. You know, we had a good time with it, and I think that exuded into the audience as well because they – they really seemed to enjoy themselves, and I know we did. Made us, they made us feel really good. Yeah, I'm sure. But, yeah, we just kind of, kind of did what looked semi decent, you know. Um, and I didn't have the wild striped pants with the, you know, the <laughs> the neon green shirt or anything like that. We just just yeah. found some jeans and some some good garb, you know. Yeah. Wow. It, 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 I'm sure it brought smiles to everybody's faces to hear you guys out there doing that stuff. I was, it was fun. I think a lot of it was amazement. They're still alive. <laughs> you know, they're still doing this, man. <laughs> but they got to be 100, you know. <laughs> Pretty close, man. I'm a lot closer to 100 than I am 20, I promise right. you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. They, they, you see them light up, and it brings, the beautiful thing is it brings their memories, you yeah. know, memories to them, and, and that's what I love to hear and talk to them. And, mm-hmm. you know, we get a chance. I always love to talk to the people. Yeah, we were never that standoffish, you know, kind of stuff. I never could see that. Yeah, that ego stuff. That's just insane, man. Yeah, but yeah, we had fun with the people. We really enjoyed being with them. Hmm. Well, that's great. Now, any chance you guys might decide one day just to to do another tour? Well, I don't know. We're, I, if I think if our health can stay up, uh, I'd love to, I'd love to give it one more shot. You know, just maybe. Uh, you know, like a, a last stand, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, there, there is some talk of uh, a gig starting, I think, in April of next year. I, I don't know. I haven't heard any more about it, but uh, it was, it was, it was brought up as an idea. You know, if we, if we could, would you be interested? I said, well, yeah. If I'm still walking, man, I'm, I'm good to go. You know. Wow. Um, 
it'd be a lot of fun. And uh, again, I think the, the the greatest thing is to see the, the people that do that, that grew up with us. You know, that's basically our our crowd. You know, mm-hmm. they're all 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 adults, and then in the later years, and and to see them really enjoy themselves that that's the most magic <clears throat> to me yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah if, if we could do that for them and uh, we could pull another you know really good one off yeah i'd do it in a heartbeat man wow sure would yeah well so uh, now musically you have continued uh on your own too correct yes i did um i found um I, I found that uh, at a certain point, you know, after we did after we did the record thing, we played some we played clubs for about three years, mm-hmm. and it's really weird, Brian. At the end of that three years, I kind of burnt. Yeah, you know, I just kind of burned out, and I, I didn't. Want, I, I just said, you know, I'm kind of tired of this. I, I'm just. I want to. I, I don't want to do music. I want to do nothing right now. You know, I just don't want to do anything. Yeah. Um. So I I had this I had this you know, the spell, this few years of doing different things. I worked on aircraft and got my A&P license, you know, to work on helicopters and airplanes. And, you know, I said, I want to hold of the career kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I'm glad I did because it did keep me alive so, somewhat. But uh, there was a hole there, you know, that I didn't realize I had. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of mine, was opening up a little non-denominational church in, uh, in right around the Nashville area, or White House area, just north of Nashville. And Mike come to me and says, hey, man, he says, I've got this little church I want to do and, uh, you know, get started. And I said, I've got maybe 12, 14 people that, that want to, you know, start coming. He says, can you do an altar song for me? I said, Mike, brother, I haven't put, I haven't touched a guitar in 15 years, you know, and, and I don't know any christian music i'm sorry you know i should but i don't i mean my grandmother drug me to church as a kid and so i'm fully aware of what it's about but Mm -hmm. i said i didn't play any music you know so he hands me this ray bolts album the cd and he says listen to this song right here i said but mike i don't have a guitar nothing he reached in the back of the card gave me this thing it looked like it was used for a boat oar you know she had a little (laughs) curve to a little bent and uh but I got it tuned up, and I roughed this thing out, and it was it was called uh, the altar, simply the altar. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him, and I said, "This is Christian music." I mean, I loved it. You know, I loved the way it felt, the yeah. way it the, the way it it flowed. And but the the most astounding thing with it, Brian, is the fact I saw what it did to people, and it had nothing to do with me, man. You mm-hmm. know, that was the great part. It had nothing. To, I was just a vessel. Yeah. I had nothing to do with me. And I thought, wow, this is kind of cool. And it started filling that hole of, play, of, of needing music again, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next thing I knew, uh, I kind of did that. Then I was listening for some other things, you know, to try to uh, to try to learn to play that you know that I could actually do with with that kind of a feel without offending anybody. That was the other thing I was worried about was offending folks. And all of a sudden, within a like a two two and a half week period. Like seven songs, just bam, 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 bam. I mean, I no sooner get one kind of blocked out, roughed out, and then another one would come to mind, you know. And I'd, okay, let me try this, you know. So I'd, I'd start on that. And I went, this is crazy, you know. This is this is insane. So my first contemporary Christian album transition was born out of that. Wow. And uh, I had no idea, brother. I, I you know, I figured I'd be the last person on the planet to be standing on, you know. <laughs> 
a pulpit area singing songs that have just a little bit of like an Eagles type feel, you know, kind of a light rock yeah. feel. Yeah. And sure enough, uh, that's what I've been doing and really been enjoying it now. I mean, I truly, truly have. Uh, it's been very satisfying, very satisfying. Oh. And like yeah. I said, the main thing for me on that was the, the biggest thing was it was not really to do about me, who I was, where I came from. Oh, he's this, he's that. You know, I had, it was just all about, you know, doing the music for the Lord and letting him do the work. You know, it was just mm -hmm. incredible. It's incredible, buddy. Wow. That's it. Now, is there uh, any place that people can can get a, a copy of Transitions or any of, any of your oh. music? Yeah. Um, uh, the ironic thing was a guy says, you need to check out a company called CD Baby. Mm -hmm. yep. And uh, basically it was, you know, it's they, they've kind of done everything. I've never really... I've never really promoted or had promotion done, you know, on this thing. It's just been going on its own, and uh, and I appreciate you asking about it because I would love to turn people onto it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's and I can give you the whole URL if you can if you can get it down, uh, just so it goes right to my page. You don't have to dig. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's it's okay. It's this is all lowercase. Yep. It's www.cdbaby.com forward slash CD slash again forward slash Barry Winslow all all run together and it'll take you right to that CD baby page. All right, great. I'll, I'll... It's cool. It's got yeah, it's got snippets so they can get a little here if they you know want to hear it, see what if they like it, and mm -hmm. a way to buy it. And it's cool. And the digital download is is, is the best way to go. I think it's. Yeah. Just download it and take it right to their machine. It's cool. Yeah, That's well, what most people have been doing. When we post this up, I will make sure that in our description of the the uh, the, the show that we'll include that so people can just click on it and just go right to it then. Uh, awesome, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I do. Well, Barry, uh, it's uh, you know. I hope you guys do tour again. I would love to see you guys. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh man! Oh, if if I know we're going, I'm calling you, buddy. <laughs> I'll give you a shout. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be great. Jeez. So, oh, I would absolutely. Um, I, I want to finish up with two final questions. Okay. Now, this is going to take us away from your music and Snoopy cool. and the Red Baron and everything. Uh, just more okay. when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, wow. Uh, man, there's a doggone many that I really and truly enjoy. Uh, one of the current ones is Avatar. I just find, you know, that kind of, mm -hmm. of uh Cameron movie just you know the guy's a genius anyway oh, yeah. he writes beautiful stuff and I love it well you know we got kids and grandkids so mm -hmm. animation is a big thing you know we got we do a lot of the animated things uh, that we really like uh, uh, Big Hero 6 and stuff like that the kids get into yeah and of course another one of the movies is Guardian of the Galaxy you know one and two I love those kind of right movies. yeah um, and and really going back and digging, man, you know, the whole series of MASH, you know, we grew up with that. I love MASH. Yeah. Uh, and they're still running that to this day. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, on it, yeah, they run it on one of the cables, um, yeah. so you can get three or four in a row. Oh, gosh. And now this is going way back, but as a kid, you know, Saturday mornings was kind of it for me. You know, we had a, a couple hours of cartoons, but... Man, I got to watch Sky King. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, which I loved flying, you know, and uh, 
uh, Roy Rogers, and you know, we grew up with that kind of entertainment. Yeah. And did I, did I you watch Sergeant Preston? Were you yeah, saying? so the Yukon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah, that's cold. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> he was cold. Yeah, it was. It was good. And Holy Birds was another one that was most people, you know, yep. look at me like, what? I said, no, it was a helicopter. Oh, oh yeah, I remember road. that. Yeah, I remember that. Little show. did I know I'd be pulling wrenches on them things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. And then, of course, the, the music course, I've always, I have always enjoyed the Eagles. Um, to me, you know, they got, there's so many talented guys in that thing. And, of course, now they've added, you know, uh, Walsh and mm-hmm. yep. some others, you know, have come and come into the fold and it's just still just awesome you know they're just awesome talented cats yeah uh yeah they're probably one of my favorites uh trying to think of there there's other i mean i love a lot of music some of the stuff that that you know of today's i guess you call top 40 mm-hmm. uh like i really i really enjoy adele i think she's awesome oh yeah dude. but some of the other stuff that that falls i guess in that particular genre you know it, it leaves me kind of Tongue in cheek, like you know, I try. I want to walk away humming it, and it just doesn't happen, kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just it's just yeah. it's just different. I'm not, I'm not knocking the business. I just I just wish I could you know get a get a grasp on it, but I, I can't. Yeah. I don't no. seem to have a grasp on it. Yeah, I understand because uh, to me the music now, uh, and you know maybe maybe just because I'm getting old and crotchety. I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> We've earned the right, man. Right. <laughs> We've earned the right but, to be a crotchety old man. But but <laughs> most of the songs now. They sound all the same. Not all of them. I mean, there's always a few, like you say, Adele stands out and everything. But this, yeah. a lot of them sound alike. Whereas back when you guys were doing the music, you all had your unique sounds. But but everybody was different. Yeah. yeah. But now yeah. they sort and of I, tried I, to mush everybody in the same. You know, ground them all together and spit it out, and they're all. I know, the same. man. I know, and it's it's a sad thing because there's probably an awful lot of talented people oh, of that get hurt are. because of it. Yeah. You know, I think it's I think it's like the same uh, A and R people. You know, whatever. You know, you all come through us, and we're going to write this. You know, uh, C A minor F and G is what you're going to get, and we're going to change the melody. But you're going to fit in this. This so many beats per minute has got to work here. This is proven in sales, and mm-hmm. that whole take it away from the artist and let's just go business. You yeah. Know? I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It's really and truly sad, man. Yeah. Well, Barry. I got to tell you, it, it's it's been an honor to have you on the show, and I really appreciate you taking this time to talk to us. And uh, you know, I, I, I w- wish you luck with transitions and and all the music that you do. And I hope you guys tour again. And I thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, brother, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you've you've just made my day, man. I'm honored to be on your show, and and. Uh, I, I just hope that, <laughs> I hope you're actually able to play it. <laughs> oh man, this is great, Brian. Hey, buddy, you take care. Bless you, man. Call me anytime. Give you a shout, and I truly will. I will let you know if we do that thing, and I'll call you and let you know. And a great big thank you going out to Barry Winslow for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. What a great guy! He he just was so nice. And I uh, thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that one. And, uh, of course, as we get closer to uh, to Christmas, uh, you're going to hear him again. Because <laughs> if you listen to the radio at all during that time period, that is a staple of Christmas. So. 
Thank you for joining us, and I hope you like that. And uh, if you are a uh, listener on iTunes, be sure to uh, leave a little review there for us. And if you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. And uh, that's it. Uh, we got a lot of things coming your way next. Oh, gee, that's right. This is the last episode of Season 10 of On Screen and Beyond. And next week, starting in September... It is season 11, and uh, if, if those of you who are a little bit older, you, you, you know that uh, every September, toward the beginning of the September, was when all the new shows started, way back in the 60s and things like that. That's how they did it. Now they're spread out from September to uh, March, I think, just about. And uh, But we do it the old way. Uh, we start uh, giving you new episodes for the new season Right off in September at the very beginning, so uh, we will have our first episode of episode, uh, our first episode of season eleven coming your way on the next episode of On Screen and Beyond. I hope you're going to join us for that. We have a, an incredible guest joining us, so I hope you're going to be joining me and tell all your friends about it. Check it out. Uh, that's coming next week, right here on On Screen and Beyond. And uh, that's a wrap for this week and this uh, season of On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you'll all join us again for another episode. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Uh-huh.